And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgan's founder of Marknology. Here's your host for today's episode of Startup Hustle, covering all things e-commerce, Amazon, entrepreneurship. This is a podcast by founders for founders. Super excited for today's guest. We've got a founder here, a multiple or multiple time founder, um, another podcast host as well. Scott Needham, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Andrew. This, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, we've we've uh, we've recently connected in person, um, even this year, and I've had just a couple of opportunities to meet. And um, this e-commerce space is super small, and so when you find like like-minded people that are just like trying to do cool stuff, enjoy, enjoy what they're doing and, and make a difference. It's, I think it's, it's easy to connect. And, uh, I appreciate that about the space we're doing before I get into question mode. Um, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, fullscale.io helping you build a software team quickly and affordably before I get into your software. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. Um, I know you've been in the e-commerce space, like whether you're a seller or an agency owner. Um, yeah. Let's go even before that. Um, have you always known you want to be an entrepreneur or is it something sure. you kind of fell into? Um, no, it actually just landed on to me. I mean, like uh, my brother had something and he was asking for help. Okay. Um, I studied computer engineering at uh, college and thought I was going to end up working at like, you know, Google or um, uh, Amazon. I actually had an internship at, at Qualcomm, which did us a lot of the cell phone chips. I thought I was like bound for like big tech. Okay. Let's talk about that because if you don't mind, just, yeah. I started out in computer science too. I think I, it took me way too long to graduate because I was in a band at the same time, <laughs> but I got a degree in computer science, like 2000. This will date me a little bit, but like 10, uh, like 9, 10, I believe that year. And back then, at least they're like the schools where it was just so broad. It was like you're a programmer or you're in networking or you're in IT or you're like an engineer. Um, yeah. I think we're around the same age. I'm kind of guessing, honestly. I don't yeah. know. I'm 35 this year. But like thinking about that time, like when you're like, okay, I'm going to school for IT and like, this is what I'm going to do. I remember it just like where we're at now is like not even close. So yeah. we have Sprint here. Qualcomm was like, you're like, this is where I'm going. Yeah. I'm actually, do you know what? I, I'm with you that my first ideas like changed a few times. I actually think I started in computer science. I liked it. I liked the programming part, but I was like, oh, I want to work for like a video game company. You know, that okay. was a dream job. That's when I was like 18. But like by year two or three, I was past that. Bored. I, I, for like being a professor or whatever, you know, like starting out in engineering and then going into like the humanities. I thought that was a route that was interesting. But by like my senior year, I was like, no, I'm going to be just do like 
you know, tech, I'm going to be a programmer and um, ended up going to grad school at USC. And during which I went, I did that internship at Qualcomm and that's when I was like, okay, big tech, love it. They obviously treat people super well. Um, That's not obvious. Like, I don't think that's obvious. Like, you know, I think it's hit or miss with those companies, whether you're treated well or not, you know, and whether it's an, it's a, cause my culture, I went into MasterCard I'm not shitting on MasterCard in any way, like the credit card company I was working in and not, but it was boring as hell. Like it was like, you know, you're, it's like, I was getting paid more than I ever had. It was a big, big company. Like after you go to MasterCard and networking and go anywhere you want, cause they're like, you know, high end security for that position. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just miserable. Mine was because. I kind of went from like creating music and like being on the go and traveling and entertaining to like literally sitting behind a computer and like monitoring networks to break. Um, So that company was very just like, they were big, um, but they didn't, I wouldn't say they treated you well. It was, it was a boring spot to be. It wasn't a lot of fun. So Qualcomm internship was the opposite of that. Well, it was a lot of fun, but then I, I I could say a lot of great things about it. I mean, it was in San Diego, like just like okay. loved, uh, being Love down San there. Diego. Yeah. But um, the negatives about, you know, some of the tech jobs out there is sometimes you're on a project and you just know you're like, this is going nowhere. Yeah. Like I'm doing this programming. No one's going to see it. Um, and then it gets it, it gets really weird, like like because your motivations are like, well, um, I found I could do a job that's, that's going nowhere as long as I was learning stuff. You know, I'm like, I was perfecting my skills, but if you don't have either of those, then like, you know, you're going to bounce. And, um, yeah, so I moved around a little bit, uh, a few, uh, software jobs. Usually, you know, uh, I was moved back to Utah. Then I went to DC just doing what I wanted to do, which is travel a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, then, um, my brother told me about um, what he was doing on Amazon, took a family retail store, started, uh, you know, flipping uh, branded products and and selling. And I was like, and he was having, you know, he needed automation. He was yeah. spending, you know, dozens of hours on, on POs. And I knew that like there was an opportunity. It's like, okay, you know, I could be, I could join him and be kind of like a founder, be kind of an owner of this. And that's kind of where I've been ever since. Okay. Uh, this is about eight years ago um, that I started. And um, I mean, I think the first step, the first year, like changed my life because, you know, I became my own boss. And it kind of spoils you a little bit. So hopefully people listening like that are about to make that like, that is like the biggest change. And so um, even if, you know, I don't end up exiting, you know, hundred million dollar companies, which is certainly, you know, a long shot, but like, you know, in the realm of possibility, even if I don't do that, just being my own boss, like, you know, I'll take that 10 out of 10. It's freedom. It's freedom. That's what I've been after my whole life. It's like growing up in Africa, I was shown a different way of living than anyone in here has ever experienced. And some people would say there's more freedom in America. And I would say, yes, in a lot of ways there is, but also in Africa, not everything was a nine to five. Not everything was push, 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 push. It was like, you do what you want with quality at your speed, you know? And like, it was just like, okay, that maybe that's not for me, but I saw just different ways to live. And I think for me, it's always been the pursuit of like, 
whether it's being spoiled or not, it's like you just get a taste of freedom. Like if you want to work hard, you get to work really, really hard. And if you don't, you yeah. don't. And if like, um, you know, before we had these jobs and these roles and things like that, it was like you work to eat and like, you know, you work to eat and provide for your family. And that's like what work was, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that we just we're getting a little taste of that. And I mean, I still I work harder than most people that have bosses, I would say, uh, by far. Um, but there's a freedom but, to but it. Your motivation is lined up. You know what I yeah. mean? Like um, you're working for yourself in a, in a sense. And I, I have to imagine, you know, you're building something, you know, you have that long term goal. And I'd say, you know, my first few years, like I. I Did mean, you feel like a co-founder with your brother? Was it like, oh, yeah, cause I work with yeah. my sisters, like we've built this together. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, yeah, no, I was a co-founder because I was just changing things up so much, you know, putting automation to every part of uh, selling on Amazon inventory management. This is at a time there just weren't tools. Like there was like, I'm saying there was nothing out there. Yep. Nothing. Um, there was, uh, well, there was one, there was one tool area that was, that was, figured out because booksellers who had been around for a long time, they're the ones that actually pioneered a lot of stuff specifically like repricing. So there's repricers out there, but outside of that, you know, I optimized and built every other part of the business from shipping, you know, sourcing. And, um, you know, maybe one mistake was just feeling that like I was just building for us internally. You know, I wish I would have had a mindset to build, uh, because there is a huge community of e-commerce sellers. There wasn't and, a community at the time, though. No, like, no, no. There but, really wasn't. So you're not thinking, you're not seeing them at conferences. You're not like yeah. hearing all these people talk about it. It's like, at least for me, it was like, it was just me like doing my yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. But I mean, we, we, we grew, we grew to do about 65 million um, on Amazon as a, as a wholesale uh, business. Incredible. Yeah. Still have that business, but um, we're you know, tiptoeing our way out. Uh, we do have an offer who cross our fingers. It goes through, but, um, uh, that has been, it's been a fun business model and actually gave me a perspective on Amazon that like is actually leading me where I am, what I'm working on now. But, you know, I actually worked on something. I, I can criticize myself for like not stepping out, but like we did venture out as soon as like we figured out this business model automated around, we saw a few things and we're like, well, this could be a business model or this could be a business model. And one of those was actually a, um, a, an FDA reimbursement service, okay. which it's, there's a few others, but we, we were one of the earlier ones and uh, started in 2017 and in 2019 um, actually ended up selling that to a business near you in Kansas city, uh, Veriship. Okay. Yeah. And so that was my one time in Kansas City. So we, um, you know, built you got, that so you, got, so you got paid in Kansas City. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good memory then. That's a good memory. Yeah. You came here and got paid. So that's good. Um, yeah, it was it was great to be a part of that process. Um, and I actually launched my podcast in conjunction with that other business to kind of like, you know, I talked about our story and what made, you know, my wholesale business like interesting, unique, or actually I just talked about developing software um, and like the different data connections that is available to an Amazon seller. And that brought in an audience and certainly helped us um, uh, 
you know, drive business. It was kind of like my first approach at like content marketing, mm -hmm. which, um, yeah, it's, I, I knew nothing at the time and now, you know, have a little bit more experience. You're but like, then, I still know nothing. Like anyone that's a good founder is like, I know a little bit more than I knew then. And yeah. I learned, I also learned that I know a lot less. Like, it's like you're learning, yeah. but you're like also realizing, oh my God, like I well, know this. Yeah. Well said. It's still a lot of work. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever you do, any type of marketing is work and some things do really work out and like strike a nerve with people. And that's, that's what you're shooting for. But, um, you know, actually I sold that business and I continued the podcast, uh, I just continued. I just continued building an audience. I kept saying to myself, like, well, having an, a niche audience is super valuable. Yeah. And I invested like a lot of hours into the audience. Um, can we, can we name the podcast real quick? For yeah. 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 Smart, this, the smartest Amazon seller. Okay. Very humbly named. And I mean, I did some experiments just for the podcast that cost me a few thousand dollars. Like I was definitely not making money, but I was learning a lot. And, um, you know, if I had the podcast just to like for learning in, in my business world, like it'd be worth it. Yeah. But um, then what I kind of knew, I was like, well, you know, this is a valuable audience. Like, I want to see if I could do something that, that creates value. And I tried a few different things. Um, but finally uh, settled on one idea that um, I thought was pretty good. And that was to kind of like when we were reset, when we were doing our, um, you know, uh, wholesaling on Amazon, like there's just thousands of brands and I wanted to build a tool that helped us find out which ones were the best ones, which ones were the easiest to, um, to Contact work with. Yeah, yeah. And like, I was shocked to find out like there were just thousands, there were tens of thousands of brands. And um, so built something that scraped all of the, the Amazon brands that were actually doing stuff you know, that were moving, you know, and, and built some like um, estimates around them and, and other characteristics such as like their Amazon and stock rate, try and find out if they sell directly themselves on Amazon and just like built that into what is today called Smart Scout. And launched it on the backs of, you know, I, I invited my podcast audience and, and Instagram and, you know, day one, we had 75 users that were paying. That's um, awesome. That's incredible. And, you know, it's exactly like the success story that you usually, uh, that you hope for, that you, you dream about. And that was because of an audience. I'll say like, there's no other reason why. There's a completely than, different experience of launching something after you have an audience. I believe yep. that like versus launching something before the audience, because you're getting no validation. If you don't have yep. the audience at first, you're creating something that's you and your brother. You're like, what do you think? You know, like even having a community that's paying to get it, they're giving you feedback. They're like, feel like they're involved in it. They're like, Hey Scott, like this is awesome. But like, can we have this or can you improve this? Or yeah. can we have these features down the road? It just drives everything forward. Um, and, and I just, I, you know, I, I'm agreeing with the, with the podcast, like, uh, just having a community, even the startup hustle for me, it's been two years. I joined in, um, 2020, beginning of 2020, the startup hustle family as a host here mm -hmm. covering e-commerce. Um, so it wasn't when I started myself, but I've been involved now almost two years. Yeah. Um, and it's just been 
from community building to um, just learning. Like as an entrepreneur, yeah. when I didn't have mentors, when I didn't have a bunch of different stuff, even the guests I've, I've had on, um, getting a chance to talk to someone that started a software company himself would have been invaluable for me at the beginning, you know, like, Oh my God, like it would have been insane having these conversations weekly with people. So, um, for anyone like just plugging that on the head, like anyone thinking about launching a company or a software or, um, a service, like work on building your audience. Um, yep. work on yeah, building you, gotta your audience. Know, you, you gotta know who is your desired user and just get with them. Um, I actually, this is January of 2020, which would have been like oh, 10 months before I even launched. I, I traveled around to different cities, uh, to, to different Amazon seller networking events and, you know, building those relationships and uh, understanding building email the list, building, yeah. And here's the thing though. I gained more than they did from, from being around me. There was one person that told me about Carrier Central. Okay. That's where, you know, carriers jump onto Amazon and they become like, uh, they can deliver to the fulfillment centers. And we implemented that based off of, you know, one person I connected with that saved us over a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Um, so, um, you know, you never know where you're going to get value and I still am learning, you know, um, shoot, I could, I could go on and on about how like, um, uh, new things that I keep learning, but, um, what it also teaches me is what, how I can build software that keeps helping others. Um, so, you know, smart scouts turned into more than just a side project. It was just a side project, but now it's actually where I'm putting all my resources and it is the reason why I'm trying to exit some other businesses. And, um, yeah, we've, 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 we've bootstrapped to a team of like uh, 14 people. We had an all hands okay. this morning with 14 and like, that's smart getting, scout. yeah, I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm like, Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Like, all these people are listening to me and like, I don't think I'm always the smartest person in the room. And, um, but like someone has to talk. And so I started, <laughs> yeah, you know. dude, that's, that's humility. And I, I commend yeah. you for it. But at the same time, like someone going through the same stuff, like I, I love chatting this out. It's like, I might be the smartest Amazon seller. I might be the, you know, the best expert or best strategist or seen the most or the hardest worker or any number of things. Like it is way different to lead a team of a couple people to leading a team of 10, to leading a team of 15, to leading a team of 20. Like there's growth at each of those stages. And it's like, look, now I have yeah. to work on leadership skills or management yeah. skills or now you got to organize skills than what I've been working on for years. Yeah. So how, how big is your team? 25. Okay. 25. Um, do you do like all hands meetings? We do. We have a lot more like smaller ones, like, uh -huh. you know, within departments, cause that's kind of how we're built out. Um, but I had, we moved into a new office actually like a month ago, we've been working on this office for a long time and, um, we just had an all hands. So it was kind of yep. cool. We actually built out some bleachers. If I can be a little nerdy about it, like we built <laughs> out some, like some bleachers, like where there's like a, if we're all watching like a webinar together or something like we can all kind of hang out. And, um, so it was like, you know, we had a meeting here in the space that I built for this exact thing, you know, it just, it was, it was a moment. Um, but 
yeah, like I used to work in restaurants. And so that like pre-shift type of meeting, like before you start the shift, like, you know, the manager would bring all the servers, cooks, hosts together, be like, hey, guys, this is Saturday. This is what we're going to expect. There's like softball teams in, you know, and this is just like what's going on. OK, let's go get after it. Like I we still kind yeah, of yeah, run yeah. a little bit with that culture. Yeah, um, I they're they're really effective. I just give everyone around, but like still they overwhelm me a little bit got a big team because we're doing so many different things. Um, you know, got a dev team of three or four. We've got uh, sales and marketing and all that jazz. And you got to get everyone on the same They're page. looking to someone to lead, right? They're looking for yeah. someone to cast a vision, yeah. someone to communicate effectively what we're doing. You can be a genius of one, but that you're really letting your team yeah. down if that's, yeah. if that's what I, you're doing. I, I'm kind of a reluctant leader. I'll do it, but like – if there's a vacuum, you know, if like there's no one there, then I jump in and uh, start to make the the, the decisions. Because um, yeah, it takes a lot of coordination to to build something worthwhile. I think all it takes is a little authenticity and humility at times. But like, I'm definitely the type of leader. Um, you know, I was raised by missionaries, so like, have had a different kind of model than a business model probably laid in front of me. But still, leadership was there in a lot of ways, yeah. and it's like just how to build a community even, or like, that's what you're really doing, a culture, a community. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think as long as they see you working alongside them, you'll be all right. And I think that's, what's important is just yeah. like, let them know that you're in there working, um, dealing with problems, handling stuff is the same as them and everything else will work itself out. Yeah. Yeah. They, they certainly see it. Um, and Are you guys all virtual or are you guys all in house? Like, was it like a, we're actually hybrid. Okay. Um, we, we have four people overseas, uh, in the Philippines, um, our dev teams there. And then we have, um, most of the rest of us are here in, in Utah and us in Utah, we meet about two days a week in person. Okay. Well, that, I would be amiss if I didn't give a shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Fullscale is based out of the Philippines as well. They're a development um, oh, really? company. So if you're looking for developers, they they fully manage them, source them, oh, um, I love it. figure out what code they do, that kind of stuff. Um, Fullscale, oh, I, I, I definitely started my outsourcing with Fullscale, even on the content side. Their specialty is development. Um, but because, uh, because I know Matt and we're friends, like it was like, hey, I can help you find a content person. So yeah. Um, I needed help. I was like, it was something I wasn't comfortable doing was outsourcing. And for me, it was like a, a stepping stone to like, okay, this person's vetted. Okay. This person is like coming into this building and working yeah. under your management and things like that. And for me, that was like a trust factor that I was looking for. So, well, um, if I could increase your trust in them, I've, you know, just been loving working with uh, people from the Philippines culturally aligned. I mean, we were talking about the NBA, um, one of our developers, like he said, he's like, ah, before I went into software, I was thinking about going professional in um, MMA. Okay. And like, you know, you won't find that from other countries. Like uh, Philippines yeah. has like, the, there's a cultural fit. And um, unless yeah. you're Minas, you know, Minas, like uh, PPC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he owns a brand called MMA Nutrition. He's one of the rare ones that's like an engineer, but that's like into MMA and jujitsu yeah. and all that kind of stuff. He is the one exception. He's from Egypt, I think. So there we go. Yeah, well, but he's also he he's been around in the U.S. long enough that he is 
you know, culturally brains and brawn, like he's got, yeah. he's got them both. Like, you know, um, no, but I'm a huge, like I grew up overseas, like a huge, a huge proponent of like, you know, thinking globally. And, um, for us, we have some of our team, we're hybrid like you were in, uh, we're actually in India with our, with some of our content and, um, we're in Colombia, uh, with some of our design. Um, and we're in the Philippines with a little bit of dev. So, um, it was a stepping stone. It was something hard to do, but something that I'm loving, um, you know, as we're trying to scale and trying to grow and trying to figure out the way to do it. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I've been super open to it. Honestly, connecting with one developer in the Philippines is why Smart Scout exists. It wouldn't if, if I didn't like get someone to do what they do really well. I do like the data back end. He does like the front end and like it's 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 been a match that's worked really well for over a year now. You're talking and, about your team at 14, but w- let's talk about the warehouse company that's doing like 65 yeah. million or at least was doing 65 million. Like, yeah. What's your team? No. What's the t- size of your team over there? Uh, so we actually have about 70, in today, we have 70 employees in the warehouse in Indianapolis. Okay. And, um, you know, I've been with some of these people for like six, seven years. So we have a little bit of experience in the game, seen a lot of the things that Amazon's thrown at us. And, um, does your brother pretty much run operations over there? Is that kind of how you guys have split up the two well, companies now? He, uh, for a long time, uh, he was the CEO leading it. And I was just like the dev. Uh, here's the truth. He's actually started to check out and I've led that team as well. Okay. So fortunately, they're very capable and they kind of lead themselves. But like I just check in once or twice a week, you know, make adjustments here or there. You know, we had to catch up with the salaries that uh so we had to raise you know things and so we had to evaluate that so i get involved in some of the strategic choices but day to day it's kind of a maturing business you know it's not as new and fresh but uh, it still is tackling amazon challenges you know like things like the uh the supply chain that's been going on this last year being disrupted that's still an ongoing thing and Amazon's restrictions on like, you know, inventory limits and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of decisions to make, but, um, you know, we, we should have a pretty good Q4. We're performing at our, the highest level that we have. We, we, we track everyone's, we track our production, you know, units per hour at the uh, entire warehouse and they're doing pretty good. That's pretty cool. You got that. You almost mentioned that like an afterthought, but I'm like, I wanted to bring it back to it. You're talking about 14 employees. Um, I'm like, there's no way you're doing 65 million without a significant team over there, even with automation, yeah. you know? So yeah. um, kudos to you guys for having it almost like on cruise control. That's freaking amazing. Uh, as someone owning a warehouse that just launched it in 2020, it's, it's baby steps, but um, we're still getting our feet under us on that part of our business and really uh-huh. figuring things out. You know, I stood up a warehouse management system and I did all of that myself and I haven't done that in a long time. So I was like dusting off, you know, dusting off skills a little bit, um, yeah. definitely not custom coding anything, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's a business model that's quite a bit different than what we do on the e-com side with development. And it's yeah. very process oriented and very like, you know, it's exactly how it happens every single time, you know, that kind of stuff, do it over and over. Um, Anyway, I just I'm I'm pulling your brain because you're you're doing a lot of things that I'm in the same space and I'm trying to do and you're doing it successfully. So for me, it's like okay, I got a guy in the room that that's crushing it. Um, okay, so back to the back to the leadership part. I want to bring you back. 
your um so smart scout came out you had 75 users like right out the gate from the kind of the community you had been building um had an all hands meeting like just at 14 you're just like what is happening this is amazing i can tell your passion even when we talked about smart scout in person like the several times like you're just like yeah. you're really into this and you're really having fun with it which is i think what we can lose sometimes when you go through an exit or you're thinking about exiting or you've like sold that first idea okay is there ever going to be a love of my life like the first one kind of thing and um you've discovered smart scout and it's just exploding um you know what's what's next for you guys well, um, you know, I have a problem not swinging for the fences. Any business I've been a part of, like, if we're flat, I'm out. You know, I, I've said that to uh, some of my partners before. I'm like, I just can't be a part of like a lifestyle business. I have to be something that's like trying to really tackle some bigger problems than maybe we should. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, we're, 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 trying to uh, do it all and, and, and really um, I'm only happy if we're building things that are actually new and not like just the same. Innovating, maybe, like maybe innovating, we'll, innovating. Yeah. Maybe we'll build the same tools eventually be like, okay, everyone's asking for this. We just have to. Yeah. But, um, but for now I'm pretty content just trying to, uh, you know, build something that like no one else has. Uh so that we actually are, you know, disrupting a little bit. Um, it's a pretty healthy industry, e-commerce and Amazon, and it's niche, but like, you know, there is, uh, there's lots of money. I mean, like we're bootstrapped, but we're up against companies that are raising, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And so it's kind of fun to like, you know, punch above, our, punch above our weight. Yeah, I love that too. Um, and um, yeah, definitely doing that. Like we've we've done some events recently. Uh, let's see, there was a, a trade show, Prosper, where we put together an event. It was really risky at first. Like we we rented out a uh, the what's that place? Not the Space Needle, um, the Stratosphere in Las Vegas, and we're gonna do a casino night there. Well, we did this last July. But we had to do, we had to like put down the down payment and all these things with the hope that we had co-sponsors yeah. that helped pay for it. And like they came through. Yeah. Uh, so we were able to join with others and, and do something awesome. That's like an example of us punching above our weight. We I, don't tried have, to come, I tried coming to that event, Scott, and I couldn't get in. What? Just so you know. Yeah, all right. It was, well, I mean, if you're at Prosper next year, 100%, Andrew, you're in. I'm just um, telling it to any of our listeners, like it was a success. It was definitely a success. Yeah, it um, was, people were talking about it. It was a good. It was I mean, I wasn't out. there, but I heard a lot about it. It was sold out like a week before uh, Prosper even happened. So, yeah, it it was a, a crazy idea because, like, you know, you go to these trade shows and like, there's these like mixers. There's like you know happy hour or like a networking event, and like, I just don't care to do that. If I'm at a work thing, I want to do something fun. Yep. And like, I like casino nights. And so I was like, well, let's just do a casino night and, and have something that's actually fun and gets people talking. And um, so, yeah, no, we're, we're likely to do it again. And Andrew, you'll be first on the list. Cool. I just, uh, I remember I saw Liz. Um, I tried to go as full or something. I saw Liz Downing from Techometrics. Uh, she was like getting in a car outside the outside the hotel to go to the casino night. And she was she was in a gown. She was yep. in you know dressed to the nines. So it was oh, like she was, 
It was she, a cool event. If you want, she, she's the most fun at a party. She makes it fun or fast. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. So I, I got a couple of questions to direct this a little bit. So doing events, like just getting, you know, awareness around it. I'm definitely the guy too. That's like, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm like a speed and innovate. Like I want to be doing uh-huh. new stuff, um, on Amazon, like what we're doing as an agency, like people will be like, you know, um, do a course or are you doing coaching or like, you know, speak more like those types of things. And there's a part of me that would like to do those things. I'm also just like other people are doing that. I want to innovate. I want to innovate. I want to be doing what people are doing. Um, thinking outside the box, like is smart scout, you know, you're talking about innovating. I know what smart scout does now. Um, looking to the future, we don't have to talk about those ideas. So people get aware of what you're doing, but you know, getting more awareness, like we've, we've talked about international markets. Is that something that you guys are already servicing like smart yeah, scout yeah. internationally? We, we are, but, um, next week launching the, the last European marketplaces. So okay. we've been doing the UK and Italy, but then in a week, next Tuesday, we go live with, uh, Germany, France, and Spain. Okay. Actually, and also India. So you know we're 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 expanding. Ho- hopefully, it's a hit, it, it connects with those uh, countries as well. You know, tapping into the international is a little bit harder because I don't speak their language, and they usually have their own like you know groups mm-hmm. and communities. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so still trying to navigate. Um, that but um you know something that i'm i'm finding pretty interesting and like we were talking about doing events in in europe and i'm not sure if you want to share that or not but i'm giving you a bone here but what i will say is like on instagram and like you know some of my own um community that i've built like through the podcast or instagram whatever i have quite a few listeners followers like in europe um like that really engage in my content so i think there is a desire for while they have some communities over there, um, you know, it's, I, in some ways I feel like it's more of a wholesale or a retail arbitrage type of play there oh, really? a little yeah. bit behind us. Um, not saying that's necessarily the case, but just like in my engagements and, you know, who I communicate with. You know, it's interesting you say that because that sounds exactly what I've heard that um, the European marketplaces are just a few years behind um, the U.S., we actually used to be dominated by resellers and it's definitely uh, turned where brands uh, private label uh, are now, you know, leading. And so maybe Europe's about to go through that. And um, I saw what I think is kind of like a gap in the market kind of to go back to my other comment of like, you know, how do you connect with this group? And so we've had some crazy idea of launching our own uh, conference in Europe. I mean, before we do one in the U S we're going to try and do one in Europe, but really um, it's not going to be like branded anything that's like related to me, but get a bunch of stakeholders, people there that want it to make it happen. And uh, really unify all the different countries and marketplaces, you know, around Amazon in Europe. And um, so we see this opportunity there. Every time I bring it up to a service provider, they love it. Um, but 
gotta get gotta get it, it's gonna be a lot of work and uh shoot um i i think the idea works but like you know just create a trade show connect everyone in europe together and you know catch them up it's our job to help them um you know, you know, those are the brands like I'm working with overseas, like manufacturers and brands that are coming to the U.S. Like, you know, we're localizing them in the U.S. and launching them in U.S. markets. Uh-huh. Like there's tons of brands and manufacturers there um, that like need to be taking, you know, I'm, I'm talking to them and I'm like, are you guys selling in Europe? No, we just want to be selling in the U.S. Um, so there's some kind of like I wouldn't say it's a disconnect, but there's some kind of thinking that's happening there where they believe the next best market for them is the U.S. even before they're in their own market on Amazon. Really? Which I yeah. find it's kind of strange, and it could be an education piece. It could just be a mindset piece. Could be some sh- some information we don't have yet that I'm not. I'm missing a piece. You know, it's probably but, a bit uh, of both. Yeah, I just think there's there's definitely opportunity there. Um, you know, one of my coolest memories as a founder, like of Marknology and, you know, these things hit you just like a Tuesday and you're just like doing something. You're like, wow, is this like happening? I have 14 people in my all hands, you know, it's just like stuff just hits you kind of as a founder. But, um, I actually was helping a private label guy. This was maybe like four years ago. He was launching like a, uh, it was like a baby carrier that you wrap around you like a guy and he was in the Czech Republic and I, um, I was going to Europe for pleasure, just like my first time actually in Europe since I, mm-hmm. I only traveled as a kid and, um, I got to meet him and we met in a pub, like, you know, we met in a pub, just me and this Czech guy that I've been helping online on Amazon, you know, and just like, it was just like a surreal moment of just like, I'm working with someone on the other side of the globe. Like, this is really cool. Our cultures are nothing alike. And here's an American guy in the middle of this town in Czech Republic and this entrepreneur, um, and I just never felt more connected or like, you know, kind of just inspired by what we do, um, than like those moments like that. But, um, just, yeah, good, a good memory. I like, you know, and I know that there's like private labels, there's entrepreneurs, there's people trying to do it in Europe. I think, I mean, you know what I think, but I think it would be a bang. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going, I've actually hired someone just to do events for us. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're, we're serious about it and do you believe uh, in that as like as a real growth like this is just me as someone that's sponsoring events but have yet to host my own do you, do you really feel like it's a uh, was running the like casino night or different stuff you've been a part of are those like real instrumental in your growth as a software company that's um definitely okay. uh is let's see it's really good branding it's really good relationships and you know everyone that i've been a part of you know uh it does add to you know just the people that i can reach out to um you know there's people that even just a year ago would be very hard for me to get a hold of or if i would like chances are i wouldn't get a response but now that like we've met each other and like they've seen me like put something on actually you know the ecom collective i'm david uh dayon uh I know I got his attention and I've been invited to his events because we've done our own events yeah. and he just sees like potential collaboration. That's it. I love um, that. I love that. And I love being part of the e-com, um, the group with David and Frank, the e-com cooperative. It's like, uh, I got in at the ground floor, kind of like shoved my foot in the door right before they were closing, uh, memberships. And I was there for the first event. I think there's been three or four dinners. Yeah. Um, they've just been awesome. They've just been awesome to connect. Like, and it feels like 
you know, now we're in this kind of corporate type of environment. Now that we've just got a community, almost, it feels like a little bit of the politics and things like that. But at the same time, it's like, it's so exciting to just talk to other people doing it. Some people that have taken exits, some people that are just building to build because they love it. Like, you know, you're just getting multiple perspectives. And um, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I, I feel like the world is such a cutthroat place, especially in business, but around e-commerce, there's just, um, there's a really cool community, a collaborative community where even if we're competitors, um, in some ways, right, we're colleagues in another. So speaking of David, this is kind of funny, but he's giving me a dial right now. Um, probably something with the cooperative and that's just like, that's how it works. Like we know it's, it's people building people. So I love it. Keep throwing the events. Like, you know, I know the community swallowing it up and it was like, I think it was prosper this year going to that event that I was like, this things have changed. Uh, things have changed and it's not going to be the same. Um, that's where I felt it for the first time. Yep. No, same page. I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, well, as we wrap out, like, let, let, you know, we've talked about kind of where you're going. You, you've got event, you've got an event planner in house now, which is freaking awesome. Um, you know, where you're, you're growing, you're innovating, you're expanding into Europe, even in the next week. Um, you know, a lot of going on. I know there's innovations within Smart Sky. We don't have to talk about them on the show, but you've been part of an exit, you know, just started creating content for the love of creating content. And another problem came out of it that you wanted to solve and it's turned into the next big passion. And I just think that's, that's, that's the path of a, of an, of a real entrepreneur is just like continue to solve problems and, and innovate and, and push the space forward. And then giving back to the community as well. Like, you know, just being a part of it and, and participating and saying, Hey, I've got some knowledge to share and let me help create some reasons for people to come together. Um, it's exactly why I wanted you on the show. And, and I think people need to know kind of what you're doing and, um, you know, as we round out, like, where can people connect with you? Where can they get a demo of Smart Scout? Like, what's the best way? To, what's <laughs> yeah. the best way to, to engage? Well, thank you, Andrew, for having me. This is super awesome. I mean, like, you're you're very open and uh, generous in everything I've seen you do. Um, uh, you can get a hold of me. You know, LinkedIn. I actually am pretty active on Instagram. I talk about Amazon stuff. That's at Smartest Seller. It's kind of okay. like you know supports the podcast. Uh, and then, you know, smart scout is just smartscout.com. I do would I would say anyone involved in Amazon, um, there is something in that tool for you. Um, even if you're we actually do really well with these uh people in the MA space that that buy other businesses. They love the data because you know, we show them exactly what they want to see. Um yep. But yeah, I mean, you know, something yeah. I was thinking about it, like something I would just want to make a plug. I was thinking about the tool the other day. Mine's more about like how to use everything and when to get the time, you know, but I was thinking about traveling all the time and I travel a lot for, for shows like music shows are how I disconnect as an entrepreneur that obsesses about my business and can't disconnect. I'm like, I travel, I go to a show. Sometimes I go to a trade show and then a show, a music show. But I was like, you know, why am I not setting up some appointments with some of these brands, just looking up who's in the city I'm going to uh, using the Smart Scout tool, see what brands are there and and setting up some appointments while I'm there to have some coffees or, or a beer oh, with some sure. brands, you know. So even as a passive way of just like knowing who's in the city you're going to, um, knowing what possibilities are there. Um, another value. That's a bonus tip for anyone listening. Like, you know, I, I don't take all my ideas, but. Uh, you know, it's a super cool tool that I think is going to continue to come out with some awesome stuff. All right. Yep. Thank you.
Yep, no problem. You guys heard where to hear him from. If you guys are listening in the car, I'll have all of his like, um, you know, social media website, everything in the in the show notes. But thanks again for tuning in. Always appreciate you appreciate your guys' attention. Scott is going to be continuing to do great things. Follow him on Instagram. Watch what's happening in Europe if you're in Europe or just want to take a trip to Europe. Stay tuned for what's coming up. I think it's going to be an awesome show that a lot of people are going to be a part of. We'll see you next time, hustlers. Thanks again, Scott. Okay. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.